0: Psalm 18, just going to look at a few short little verses tonight, just continuing right along in this psalm, which... It's probably a psalm of David. We've, we've kind of seen David praising the Lord. We've seen David talk about his situation against the enemies that he was facing and how God had uh, delivered David. And We see this contrast in Psalm 18 between uh, the righteous and the wicked of how God had brought judgment on uh, the wicked, but God had uh, uh, brought deliverance to David, to the righteous, just as he uh, will take care of David, so he will take care of us. And so uh, tonight we are continuing on in verse... 28 We'll read verses 28 through 33. But before we do, we'll pray and then we'll jump in. Father God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for these words. And God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would just speak to us tonight. I pray that you would help us to, to get what we need to get, God. That we would see... Uh, See how you're working in these verses, God, that we'd get strength from them. That we would know that you are here to light our path, to lead us on our way, God. And I pray that you help us to get that. And I, I pray that you just speak to us, dear Lord. I pray that you speak through me. I pray that you humble me, that you hide me behind the cross. And your word does the talk in the night, dear Lord. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Verse 28. Lord, you light my lamp. My God illuminates my darkness now I don't know about you guys, but but being being alone in the dark when it's very very dark is not always a lot of fun. Now some people the dark doesn't bother them. Some of you you may leave a a night light going in your house because when it's dark it's it's hard to know what's around. You, you 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 can't see how to get around if you have to get up in the middle of the night, especially if you're in a in another place that you're not familiar with. You can't get around because you can't see what's there. Uh, perhaps being in the darkness is just uh, brings a little bit of fear, especially if you were younger. I remember when I was young being afraid of the dark, and there was one particular instance that I remembered when I read this verse, and, and I, was, I was pretty young. I was probably six or seven, eight, maybe, I don't know, and I'd been at work with my dad and Macomb, and we were coming home, and it was late. I don't know what time it was, and we were in this old Toyota truck that he used to have, and we got about halfway home on the back roads between Liberty and Macomb, and all of a sudden, the truck died, and it was pitch black dark. And of all things, I don't know why he said this, but he says, you sit here in the truck and I'm going to walk up the road. Now, why he didn't take me with him, I do not know. And I remember that night sitting in that truck and I was scared to death. If it would have been daytime, I probably wouldn't have been scared. But I was alone and I was in the dark and I was afraid. And I was never so happy as to see him come back. And he fixed the truck. And boy, when those headlights come home and it lit the way for us to go to get back to safety, that was a good night now i was it felt like I was in that truck for hours. It probably was only fifteen minutes. We were just right around the curb from a store, but i didn 't know that I was a kid i didn 't know I was alone and I was in the dark, and I was afraid and that 's kind of how we are spiritually and in, in our sinfulness, we are living in darkness sometimes in our situations in life where it doesn't seem like that there's any hope or maybe we're just afraid because of something we're going on or or something we don't understand or our circumstances and and maybe some of us spiritually feel just like i did that night but you know it's a good sign just as i was glad to see my father come and get that truck fixed so we could get the lights on and hit the road boy that's what god does for us he comes and he brings that light into our path and sometimes it seems like in eternity sometimes it seems like forever that god has left us in the the darkness but he knows right where we are and he knows right how to get back to us and he knows how to fix whatever our problem is and get those lights on and that's what david said david said lord you light my lamp my god illuminates my darkness now that's good stuff that's good stuff we need to remember that as christians why because we live in some darkness today you don't believe me just 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 walk around for a while Just walk around and and, and listen to what you can hear people saying and conversations you hear just walking through Walmart or public places, the things that people are talking about, the things that people are doing. You don't even have to be trying to see some of the darkness that's in our world today. Turn on the news. See the things that go on, the evils that go on. You don't have to look far to see the darkness. And so as Christians, we need to remember, one, that God is our light, but two, that God has called us to be reflecting that light that He puts in us to other people so that they may see the light. How many other people in this world today are living in darkness, are, 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 are scared, they feel alone, they feel abandoned, they feel that there is no hope, when right around the corner is a heavenly Father who desires to come to them and shed light on their circumstances and their situations and show them the way home. Verse 29 With you I can attack a barrier, and with my God I can leap over walls. Now, what we've seen a lot uh, in these Psalms that we've looked at so far is that is the security of the Lord. That is, the Lord is our fortress or the Lord is our protection, and, and the Lord will protect us against evil. But in these verses here, uh, David doesn't seem to be uh, talking uh, as God in a defensive way. That is, God is in a protecting way. But David also saying, not only does God protect me from the enemies that come, but God also gives me the power to go out against those things that are up against me, those things that it, I, it doesn't look like I can stand against them those things that look like they're impossible with the power of God David knows those things are possible and that's why he says with you that is with the Lord I can attack a barrier and with my God I can leap over a wall not only does God protect us Uh, From the enemies that may sometimes come against us. But God also gives us the strength when he calls us to go out into those uh, that we are trying to reach into the world. Those circumstances that we're going to face. Those sins that we may be up against. God gives us the power to overcome those things. He gives us the power to leap great walls. And we all face them. We all face those hurdles in life. Uh, It may be a sin that we're struggling with. It may be someone that God has called us to minister to, someone that God has called us to love on, and we say, God, it's impossible. I can't do this. I can't break free from this. I can't do what you've called me to do. But David got it. He realized, look, I can do anything. Not only does God protect me and get me through my situation, but he also gives me power to go out and do what he calls me to do. Verse 30. God, His way is perfect, and the Word of the Lord is pure. Now that's good stuff right there. Uh, The Word of the Lord is pure, and we need to remember that. All that evil uh, that we have talked about, all those things that uh, that are bad in the world today, we need to be founded in God's Word. Why? Because that's the one thing that we can count on. It is pure. Now, some of your translations may have a different word for pure. The the uh, Hebrew word that's used there is "seraph," which it means uh, goldsmith. And I probably just mispronounced that, but. Uh, in, in, in Hebrew, that means uh, it's, it's relating to a goldsmith, and so that's why it makes it hard to translate. But all of the words that different translations use to describe what God's Word is, all are true, in my opinion. Here are some of the different words that are used to describe uh, this verse, depending on your translations. Uh, some would say that God's Word is flawless. Some say that God's Word is tried. Some, word, some say that God's Word is true. Some say that it is pure. Some say that it is reliable, and some say... That it is proven and no matter which of those words that you use, all of those words describe exactly what God's word is. That's the purity that we need. We need a little more purity in our world today because our world is stained with sin, our world is stained with all of these things that God doesn't desire for us to be involved in, that God doesn't desire for us to celebrate and our world doesn't seem like it has a lot of purity left in it. Now, there are still many good people. God is still at work. There are still many good things. There are still many pure people because they've been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. But God's Word is pure, and that's what we need to get out. People need to hear the truth. They need to hear the love. They need to see what Jesus Christ did for them. His way is perfect. The Word of the Lord is pure. He is a shield to all who take refuge in Him. Just a reminder, this is the same type of language that we've seen up until this point uh, 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 in in the Psalms and in other parts of the Bible that God is our shield. That is, He is there to deflect all those things that are coming against us. Some of your translations may uh, use the word buckler there. Some of those, uh, some translations say that. uh, But a buckler is a shield. And that's what it's talking about there, that God is a shield for those things that are coming against us. Verse 31, for who is God Besides Yahweh, and who is a rock, only our God. David got it. David knew that there was only one God. We, we've been studying Pharaoh on Sunday nights, and the Egyptians, they believed in many gods. There were many of the people that the Israelites encountered and came up against that we see in the Old Testament, and they worshipped many different gods. There are different religious groups all around our, our, our world today that worship many different gods, but David got it. David knew that there was only one God, and he was not going to compromise, and we, too, don't need to compromise. We need to we need to take our stand for the Lord and say, well, uh, well, this, they can believe that and we can believe this, but but there is only one God. And I'm not saying that every denomination is bad and that we're the only ones that's right. That's not what I'm saying. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. But there are some people who would say, oh, we're all going to the same place. You can worship your God and I can worship my God, but that is not true. There are no other gods other than Yahweh, the God of Israel. And that is who we serve and that is who we worship. And that's what David knew. Verse 32. God, he clothes me with strength. And makes my way perfect. Isn't that something? The strength of the Lord. Uh, David says here that the Lord clothes him with strength. Just like we get up every day and we put on our shirt. And we put on our pants. Or we put on a jacket. And, and, and we feel covered. And we feel good because we got clothes on. The Lord is our strength. And we need to remember that if we're in Christ. That that God is our strength. And we need to put on that strength. We need to put on the Lord. Paul uses similar language in the New Testament. We see on a few different occasions where he talks about Putting on Christ. And that's what David realized here. He realized that God was his strength. Verse 33. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me securely on the heights. Now, if I would have read this verse uh, about a month or two ago, it probably wouldn't have jumped out to me. But it did jump out to me only because... About a month ago, Michelle and I, we watched a couple of different shows. And on two different shows, within a few days of each other, on these shows where, I know it says deer here, but, but I think this is kind of help us maybe understand, and there were these goats on, on, on both of these shows. And what these goats could do were amazing. And these goats could, they were walking on the sides of mountains that were completely vertical. It was, I would not have believed it if I saw it. I saw it and I still didn't believe it. Because their hooves were made just right. And they were able to scale these tall mountains in this one show we were watching. In another show there was a dam uh, that was in some place. And they were able to scale the side of this dam because their feet were made just the right way. And you see so many times on these shows different wildlife, different deer, different kind of goats. And they're able to run up and down these mountains at extreme speeds. And when I read this verse that David said, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me securely on the heights, I said, boy, if God can make a goat walk up a vertical mountain, don't even know how it's possible, if God can do that, David got that. David said, if the deer can run up to the steepest heights, if God can, can help them to get over the tallest mountains and get up the tallest mountains and stand on the top of them, David says, that's what God can do for us. And so many times there may be those mountains in our life that look impossible. If you'd have showed me that mountain on TV and you'd have said, hey, you know that goat's wasn't a clown, that mountain, I'd have said, impossible. And that might be what some of our situations are like. There may be something that God has put before you, that God has called you to, that God is trying to free you from, and you say, God, it is impossible. And we're sitting there and we're looking at it and we're saying, God, I can't make it to the top of that. I can't conquer that. God, I can't do that. But David knew with the strength of the Lord that he could make us have spiritual feet like deer to conquer whatever it may be that is before us. So let us trust in God. Let us have faith in God to know whatever He has put before us, let us have faith to do it and trust in Him to do the impossible. Let's pray. God, we thank You for these good words today and I pray that You'd be the light in our darkness. God, if there's one here tonight that's that's got some darkness in their life, I pray that you would just shine your light on them. I pray that through these words tonight, God, these pure words of yours, that you have been a light to them and that you have brought some joy to their soul and give them some comfort. I just lift them up to you, God. I pray that you help us to to see those, those mountains that are before us, those struggles in life that are before us. And God, help us to know that you can get us to the top of those things. God, through your power, not through our power, but through your power. And so help us never to be proud, God. Help us not to trust in our own ways. Help us not to conquer these things of this world on our own, but God, help us to seek you and trust you just like David did to know that you are the one and your way is perfect, God. And so let us find strength in you, just as your word says tonight. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.